Hi, and welcome to the Aligned AF podcast. I'm Sammy, and I'm so happy to have you here. This podcast is going to be all about health, hormones, wellness, nutrition, fitness, business. It really is all about whatever aligns with who I am and what I love to talk about. My goal here is to share with you guys all the knowledge I've accumulated over the years, as seven years ago, I was where you might be now. My body was not working the way it normally would. I was tired, depressed, gaining weight rapidly, putting my keys in the fridge. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. I was also emotional and had really irregular cycles. Basically, you name it, I was most likely experiencing it. So in the last three years, I've dedicated my time to understanding hormones on a much deeper level than my university degree allowed me to dive. And now I get to help women all over the world balance and regulate their hormones and get their lives back. So sit back, get cozy, grab a cuppa, and let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome back to Aligned AF. Um, I'm very excited for this episode today. I talk to people, women in particular, about the female cycle daily, um, if not multiple times a day. It really does dictate a lot of things for us as women. And I think it's very, um, it's almost really concerning for me how many women don't actually understand their whole cycle. And so today's episode is literally 101 female cycle. We are going to be touching on the different phases. Um, there'll be some auditing stuff where you can look at, you know, like what is kind of considered quote unquote normal. Um, do you fit into that range? I actually prefer to use the terminology like healthy cycle because a normal cycle, it's great to kind of have, you know, like a benchmark, I guess, to aim for, but um, even in myself, and I'll talk about this later as we kind of get into it, I naturally have a shorter cycle and I still kind of fit into that normal reference range. Um, but I'm definitely on the lower end and I've actually had people previously go, no, we need to get your cycle up. And I'm like, well, I don't experience all these crazy symptoms. It comes when I know it's going to come. And so for me, that is my normal. And so I'll definitely be touching on that a little bit as well as we go through, um, because there is this normal reference range. And then I kind of look at it and go, well, no, like if you're hitting all these other markers and you know, your, your body's functioning really like healthily. And let's say that you have a cycle every 35 days, which is on that extended end. If it comes every 35 and you don't have PMS and all this kind of stuff, then, you know, I believe that that's a healthy cycle for you, but we will get more into that as we go through the episode. Um, so I want to start off with, um, not so much like a weekly wrap, but I actually heard this on a British podcast and they call it a flip and a flop. And first of all, I love in their accents when they say flip and flop, it's not going to definitely sound as fancy coming from my accent. Um, there's a couple other podcasts that I listen to. Uh, one of my friends, Sarah, uh, she does raise your glass. I just kind of want to like, I guess, highlight on a positive, maybe highlight on not a negative, but a flop. Um, for my week. And then we will jump right into the episode. And I'm kind of introducing this because 
I want to start with something maybe a little bit more personal in each episode so you guys can get to know me better. But then also when I have guests, we can ask them their flip and flop or their, um, I need to think of a different word for it, but at the moment I'm going to use flip and flop. Um, so a flip, I'm assuming flip is the positive. I'm assuming flop is the negative. Anyway, so my flip this week is for some people who don't know, I, um, actually work full time for government in Brisbane. Um, and a flip this week is that I finally got told that I have a new role in my full-time job that I've been working towards for a while. Um, so that was very exciting to get that phone call yesterday. Um, and my best friend Shayla, who will actually be on our next episode. Um, she's also in the same boat as me and also got a new role. So that was very exciting for both of us. And a flop would be, I just feel like I've been so busy this week that I haven't had a chance to do anything besides work or walk the dog. (laughs) Um, so that's definitely a flop. And when those kind of weeks happen, I get to the end of the week and then I kind of look at like, you know, how can I better schedule my week the following week so that I can have some downtime. So I'm not running on empty by the time it gets to Friday morning. Um, so that is my flip and flop. All right, let's get into today's episode, which like I've said, is going to basically be 101 to the female cycle. I am not going to get very heavily into depth with this because I think science-wise I could go into this quite deeply, but I kind of actually want to make this a nice quick episode that I can tell people, hey, if you've got 30 minutes, go and listen to this podcast because this is going to tell you all about your cycle and then come back to me once you kind of know what your different phases are and then we can kind of get a little bit in depth to work out maybe where there's some stuff going wrong for you. Um, So little bit of overview, I guess, into why is our cycle so important? So our cycle or our menstrual cycle for women is it's a naturally reoccurring cycle of changes in our ovaries, the lining of our uterus and our sex organs. So the purpose of the cycle is to prepare the body for a possible pregnancy each and every month. That's what our cycle is made for. It is literally something in place to allow us to be able to get pregnant every month. Even if you don't want to get pregnant, that is still what that function is kind of for. So I love um, Lara Bryden. She has written a couple of books that are just amazing. And she talks about our period as like a monthly report card. So basically, you know, if something is off, we have this incredible clue each month that we may need to make some changes or have a sh- like reassurance that things are ticking along optimally. So we, I, we are able to see each month how healthy we are internally. And our cycle can give us so many clues as to any changes or imbalances that are happening in the body. And we can see that monthly, which is fantastic. Um, and if you're very in tune with your body, you will actually start to see some of this. Um, whereas some people who probably aren't as in tune to their cycle will just kind of wake up one day and they'll be like, oh, I've had this going on for three or four months. You know, what do I do about it? Um, whereas I know like even I was talking to a friend yesterday who got a Dutch test done, you know, we've both been through hormone stuff. So we straight away know, okay, this isn't right. I'm going to get on top of this straight away. Um, and that's just because we have monthly cycles that we can pick up on different symptoms in. So again, just highlighting, you know, our cycle is important for a lot of reasons, but for the purposes of t- 
today's episode. Um, We want to ensure we're having a healthy cycle for hormone balance, fertility, and then general health and wellness. So I will be touching a little bit on fertility, just more like what phases are really important for fertility. But I think um, as we get, so Shayla will be coming on to do her episode on her journey from coming off birth control to fertility. And I think that that will be a really good episode to kind of talk more in depth about those fertility hormones and what we're looking for and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, but basically, you know, in general, there is so much more to our cycle than just the days that we bleed, which is what so many people focus on. Um, and I hope this episode is going to, you know, help you to understand all the phases of your cycle and key elements you should be looking out for each month. So I'm going to do a general overview of the female cycle in a second, just kind of like the phases and um, what days, I guess, that, you know, you should be seeing these phases. Um, and again, there is a very scientific level to this, and then there's a very basic level. And I'm just going to do basics so that it's nice and easy for you to understand there's four phases and um, you'll kind of be able to roughly know where you're at. Now, the only thing with this is, If you are on birth control and you are listening to this podcast, unfortunately, this, until you get off birth control, this will kind of just be more education. You won't be able to put anything into place unless you decide to come off birth control. And if you do, please reach out to me and send me a message because coming off birth control should be done a certain way to ensure that we don't get a host of symptoms and issues post birth control. Because basically, very quickly, Birth control flatlines our hormones, so it actually reduces a lot of our hormones to a very, very low state, and that is to ensure that we are not going through this cycle to then be able to get pregnant. Um, So when you are on the pill, you take the pill for, oh man, from memory, I think it's somewhere between 22 and 24 days, and then you hit those white ones. Um, and then you get a, sometimes you'll get a bleed that's not an actual bleed. It's a withdrawal bleed from the hormones in the pill. And then you go back on the pill again. And basically the pill is designed to just kind of like stall our hormones um, so that we cannot get pregnant. So this episode won't relate to you because you won't be going through that cycle. But if you decide to come off, then knowing all of these phases are really important. So general overview. So menstruation, that is our period that will last anywhere from uh, from one to seven days. Um, I'm going to get, I'm going to break down each phase in a second. So I'll get in, I'll break down that phase in a second. Then between day seven to days 11 to 14, that is our follicular phase. This is where our hormones are kind of, they're starting to creep up. Um, We will definitely do another episode where I talk about cycle syncing. And so that's why, you know, understanding the foundation of your cycle is really important because then you can start to time nutrition and training around different phases Um, But follicular is where our hormones start to rise again from being super low during our cycle as we head towards ovulation, which is kind of the star of the show. Um, Now, if you have a quote unquote normal cycle of around that 28 day mark, then ovulation will occur somewhere between days 11 to 14. And then from that phase, so let's say day 14 to when you start to have your bleed around day 26 to 28, that is your luteal phase. Um, your hormones will kind of peak during that phase and then they start to slowly edge off as we get closer to menstruation, which is when we bleed. So let's break down each phase. So phase one is menstruation. Day 
the first day of your cycle, so the first day of your bleed, is day one of your cycle. So if you are not tracking your cycle and you want to start tracking it, download an app that tracks menstrual cycles. I use Flow, F-L-O. Mika's got her toy. Welcome to episode two, Mika. Um, So you can download Flow, F-L-O. There are a couple other apps that you can use, but I personally have been using this one for years and it's super easy. All you have to do is go into the app, log first day of period, and then it will start to track and it will start to predict when your cycle might come based on when you've been tracking or logging in your cycle. You can also log symptoms, which is really great um, because then you can kind of get an idea as to when you have symptoms in your cycle. Um, Now, going back to menstruation, it should last any, your bleed should last anywhere from about three to seven days. Seven for me is probably on the longer end, um, but again, it still kind of falls within that normal Um, anything longer than that's a red flag. We'll kind of get into some audit stuff down um, in a second, but to give you a bit of an idea of kind of like menstruation, it's the start of our period in both that our bodies are starting to shed the uterine lining, which occurs in bleeding, but also that it marks day one of our new monthly cycle. So at this point in your cycle, your hormones are at their lowest concentration point, which is what actually triggers the start of your period. So during this time, the pituitary gland, which is a small gland in the brain, produces the hormone um, uh, follicle-stimulating hormone, which is FSH, which tells the ovaries to prepare an egg for release. So we're kind of, you've kind of got like a couple different layers happening here. So we have the uterine line is shedding, which is, you know, our uterus, and that's what's causing us to bleed. But our brain is already preparing us to have a baby during this new cycle. And that's where that small gland in the brain, our pituitary gland, is telling us, you know, it's it's producing this hormone, FSH, and then that hormone is going to go down and talk to our ovaries to tell our body, hey, you need to be ready to prepare an egg because we need an egg released for the pregnancy, you know, or for, you know, to make sure that if they want to get pregnant this month, there is something there for that to happen. So also, as many women would know, that this is the time that we can experience PMS. Now, we can experience PMS leading up to this, during this phase. Um, Sometimes after this phase, that is definitely a little bit rarer. Um, But this is predominantly where you kind of see PMS. Now, auditing action steps. So health markers to consider. So PMS symptoms should be at least sorry, at least at most a three out of 10 or a four out of 10. If your symptoms are worse, this can actually tell us that there is an imbalance. So if you get to your cycle and you have severe PMS where it is debilitating, that is not normal. There is something that can be done about that. I always say to people, we might never completely get rid of something, but we can definitely support it to the point where you can actually function as a normal human being while this process is happening. So PMS over a four out of 10 is not normal. Now bleeding. So we're going to talk about like the length of it. So bleeding should last five to seven days. I did say three to seven before because most women will experience somewhere between three and five. So two is definitely probably a bit short. And so you might, there might be like a a low estrogen thing kind of going on there because we're not building up the uterine lining the way that it should. 
And seven is probably on the tad long side. Um, if you're getting, you know, eight, nine, 10 days of bleeding, that is not normal. Um, and there is definitely something that you can do. And I'm not going to go into like what can be done because I think a, that's going to be a very long episode and B everybody's very unique in this nature and hormones are so unique. They're driven by so many things in the body that I think, you know, if you are experiencing this, feel free to reach out and I can definitely point you in the right direction. Once I ask you a couple questions about your cycle. Um, so then we're going to talk about flow color. We are all women. We all have this. And this is really interesting because we don't really talk about this. And this is where we can actually see if potentially there is an imbalance. Um, so the color of your blood should be bright red. If it is very dark, um, if you get a lot of clotting, um, if the flow of your cycle is super, super heavy, they are all symptoms that kind of tell us that there is an imbalance or that there might be something else going on. So if you, for instance, let's say that you um, have very light colored blood and it lasts like two days, that's probably something that I would start to investigate in. But if let's say you have a cycle that is seven to nine or your bleed, sorry, is seven to nine days and it's super dark, it's filled with clotting it's really heavy for, you know, a good four to five days, investigate that. Because if you're getting really bad PMS and that's, you know, causing like chaos on your life, there's definitely some stuff that you can do to actually improve that. Um, so basically, like basically the heavy long period can tell us that you might have like some excess estrogen or that you're not producing enough progesterone. Um, and like I said before, the light period can kind of tell us that maybe there's too little estrogen. Um, so that is menstruation. That is phase one of our cycle. So phase two is the follicular phase. And to keep it very brief, it's the time between the end of your period and when you ovulate and ovulate is the next phase. We're going to talk about ovulation, um, cause it is the star. That's what I, I always say that it's the star of the show. Now, follicular phase is normally going to be somewhere between seven and 10 days long. I just always say to my clients, just to keep it really basic, is it's from the end of your period. Actually, I believe in some cases it's actually includes your period. But for the case of, like I said, keeping it basic and not getting too sciencey, it is from the end of your period to when you ovulate. So during this phase, estrogen is starting to rise. And with that, your uterine walls will start to thicken again after the previous shedding. So we're starting to which we're building the scene so that if you get pregnant, your body is ready to go when that happens. So then when we look at the, the egg side of this, not the uterine side, during this phase, the egg will continue or eggs continue to mature and grow as they are preparing for fertilization. So um, the brain has already told the body that eggs need to be released um, and they are maturing and growing and preparing themselves to be fertilized during or around ovulation. Now, health markers to consider in this part of your cycle. So during this time, you should actually have more energy than you would have during your period as your estrogen levels are rising. So when we get our cycle, it is kind of normal. Again, I'm quote unquote normal to feel maybe a little bit more lethargic around the time of your actual bleed. And that's because your hormones are super low. 
If you are experiencing, again, debilitating fatigue, not as normal. There's probably some stuff that we can do to support around your cycle to help with that. Um, But you should definitely notice an energy change between your bleed and as you're kind of like moving away from when you stopped bleeding. Um, And that's because estrogen levels are starting to rise. Um, You should have more clarity, less brain fog. Um, And the really great thing about this is that training should start to become easier and your actual strength will start to improve. Um, So I will definitely do an episode on cycle syncing because this is where we start to talk about, you know, as our hormones are rising, we have more energy. So our focus can shift from maybe doing really low impact stuff at the time of our bleed, which would be like yoga, Pilates, walking. And we can start to bring back in like resistance training or some fitness classes because our energy levels are coming up because our hormones are rising. Um, But that is for another episode. Um, so an audit thing, I guess that you can kind of sit here and go, well, you know, is my follicular phase kind of quote unquote normal? Um, so if you're feeling tired or worse during this phase of your cycle, it can actually indicate a hormonal imbalance as your estrogen levels are not rising enough, which then can impact ovulation. Um, so that's why I always say every month, like if you notice that your energy levels just are not improving after your bleed, that kind of can say to us, maybe your estrogen isn't rising enough, which then we go, oh, this could actually impacting further phases, which then could be impacting other hormones. So that's why like each phase, it's kind of just important to kind of know what should be happening, what you should be looking out for. So phase three is ovulation. It's our star. Why is it the star? So the reason that it is the star is because ovulation causes us to release an egg, which means that we are ready to become pregnant if that's what our goal is. Um, It's the midway point through our cycle. Um, It divides our follicular phase with our luteal phase. And like I said before, this is the phase where you have the potential to get pregnant. So that's kind of why it's the, the star. So during this phase, an egg is released due to a surge in estrogen, FSH, and LH, which are all hormones. And this is a key component to being fertile and being able to fall pregnant. Ovulation is kind of like that key ingredient to having a baby. So without this step, pregnancy is very, very hard to achieve. Um, you, you, Ovulation causes the egg to be released. We need the egg for the pregnancy. So it's very, very hard to achieve without it. Um, so without ovulation, our body actually can't create adequate amount of progesterone as well, which is required for the final phase of our menstrual cycle. So that's again, why ovulation is so important. So along with a peak in the hormones that I've already talked about, um, testosterone will also peak during this time and then drop back down as you move into the luteal phase. So ovulation is kind of a really great time, um, with our hormones because our hormones are kind of, they're kind of at the peak they've surged. So there's a surge of energy that comes along with it. So ovulation is kind of the best time to really focus on like heavy lifting. Um, if you like to do some hit style training, this is the time to be doing it. Again, I'm kind of getting into cycle syncing. I'm getting ahead of myself, but because our hormones are nice and high, this is kind of the time to be doing that. And again, I will get into that in a later episode. Um, so some health markers to consider to audit yourself during this time. Um, 
So again, you should have heaps of energy around this time. Um, you should have increased focus. We are, you can kind of tolerate stress a little bit better during this time as well. Not everyone, depending on what our environment is like, but it's just something that you can kind of note. Um, ways to know if you've ovulated. This is kind of the question that I get a lot. Um, so you can test for ovulation using test strips from the chemist and each, like the box will explain to you when you should be testing and stuff like that. But you can test around this time, um, anywhere from kind of like day 10, 11 to day 14, you can test to see if you're ovulating. Um, that's a really good sign. The other things to look for is, um, high sex drive. So a lot of women say that they, you know, their sex drive goes up because our bodies are like, well, you want to get pregnant. We kind of need something else for this to happen. Um, so we get a really high sex drive. You should see improvement in energy. Um, you should see a really big mood boost as well. Like you feel really kind of happy and go with the flow at this time. Um, and then the other thing to look for is, um, during this time, we do tend to see, and I cannot think of the word at the moment, um, discharge. That's what I'm looking for. We will see a white kind of sticky discharge consistency um, in our underwear. And that is actually a really good sign that we're ovulating or we have ovulated or around that phase. So the things I always tell my clients, especially people that are trying to get pregnant and trying to time, because this is the best time to get pregnant. So this is when you want to have sex, or if you don't want to get pregnant, this is the best time to avoid unprotected sex. Um, And again, we'll get into that in a whole other episode. This is just one-on-one what happens with our cycles. But um, I always say to my clients, look for the discharge. You want to see like that white sticky consistency. Um, That is a very good sign. I look for the mood booster. I look for, there's also a temperature change. So if you do track your temperatures, you can also put that in the app, in the period tracking app. um, And then that will allow the app to also tell you, hey, your temperature has risen. You could potentially be ovulating around this time. Um, So there are a couple of different ways to look for that. I actually do have a guide that I will definitely be sharing when I release this podcast that will actually go into more depth about how to look for ovulation, but they're kind of the main thing. So the sex drive, if you do an ovulation test, you should be seeing positive ovulation. Um, If you're not, again, send me a message. I'm happy to work through and kind of point people in the right direction. There's so many bits and pieces that it could be that it's just better to talk to people one-on-one about it. Um, what was the other, the discharge temperature rises and just an overall sense of really good well-being. Some women are actually so in tune with ovulation that they can actually kind of feel it. So, um, you kind of get like a little bit hot and then you might feel like a little bit of, um, not pain so much, but you just kind of feel a little bit crampy down there. And then it's just kind of gone all of a sudden. And that can definitely indicate ovulation as well. So our last phase is our luteal phase. And so in this phase, the luteal phase is where our progesterone rises. And that's because it happens from ovulation. Um, During this phase, our estrogen should actually kind of It has like another little peak, but it should be kind of starting to reduce. Um, 
this is also the best time to test for a hormone imbalance. So I will cover that um, in this section because, again, I get so many people coming to me and being like, when should I test for a hormone imbalance? So it is during the luteal phase or, you know, the luteal phase of our cycle that you have progesterone for the first time and that is possible through ovulation. Progesterone is kind of like yin yin and yang with estrogen. And so progesterone is super important. So if we work backwards, if you don't have progesterone, you're not ovulating, which means that you're not fertile, which, you know, then can kind of impact like a couple other things. Um, That's why we test in this phase is because then we can actually see, are you making progesterone? Are you making enough progesterone? Is it balancing out with estrogen? Because estrogen progesterone balance um, is a hormonal imbalance that we do see a lot or I do see a lot. Um, So having progesterone, this is why ovulation is so important. Um, It allows our body to create a hormone that is actually going to balance out others, i.g. estrogen, example, estrogen. So without this, without progesterone, we actually become estrogen dominant our whole cycle, which can lead to a lot of issues. Um, That was actually my issue 10 years ago when I I got my hormone imbalances. Um, Very quick short story, but I was overtraining, under eating, driving basically like my body was just kind of like in survival mode. And so it just, I stopped ovulating, which I didn't know at the time um, because I wasn't watching for signs of ovulation, Um, but I stopped ovulating and therefore stopped making progesterone, but my body was still making heaps of estrogen. And so that's where kind of my hormonal imbalances came from and started. Um, And I see that a lot in clients. So Um, so if, okay, so if you, so this is like where you would kind of, you know, like the body does its thing. If you, if there is sperm and an egg and it fertilizes, this is where you will get pregnant and that will start to develop. And then you would miss your cycle and you would kind of know. Um, however, if there is no fertilized egg, the corpus luteum, which is what the follicle that was holding the egg turns into after release this will start to break down, which then results in a drop-off of estrogen and progesterone, which then triggers menstruation to start again and our cycle starts all over again. So one of two things will either happen here, like like I said, either um, your corpus luteum will start to break down and you get a period, or if there has been a sperm and an egg and it fertilizes, this is where pregnancy will start to take place and then that's a 38-week journey. Um, so health markers to audit here or things that you could kind of be like, Oh, maybe, you know, and this is kind of also another way, like if you don't see the signs around ovulation, definitely pay attention to the back half of your cycle. Cause that could tell us a couple of things, either one, you're really low progesterone or two, maybe you're not making any progesterone cause you're not ovulating. Um, so it's, it, it's very vital to ensure that progesterone is rising in this part of your cycle. Um, and you can ensure that it's happening through blood or urine testing. So I'll kind of touch on testing really quickly. So if you have a 28 day or sorry, anywhere from like 26 to 30, 31 day cycle, the best time to test is days 19 to 22, 23. 
And the reason for that is, is that we've ovulated, progesterone should be at its peak around that time. And so that's why we want to test at that time, because then we can see estrogen in relation to progesterone, um, because that ratio is kind of what causes estrogen dominance. And there's a whole other stuff that we can go into. Um, but that is where you want to test. Um, so if you, if you are looking to do a hormone test, um, even if you if you go to your doctor and the doctor gives you like the, the blood, um, thing to get some hormones done, wait until that time, because then if let's say the doctor says to you, which happens all the time, you look fine, there's no issues. And then you want a second opinion and you come to me with your labs for me to have a look at. My first question is going to be, when did you get these done? And if you say to me, I got them done like day 20 or 21 of my cycle, I'm going to be fantastic. Here's what we can see. And I can give you some feedback. Um, otherwise my suggestion is, okay, let's get these bloods run again, but let's get them run in this time because then we can actually see, are you making this vital hormone in the back part of your cycle? So that is why if you've heard people talk about like, oh, this is the ideal time to get a test done. This, this is why. Um, so some other things to kind of look at here is when it comes, so your hormone, you'll get like a really a surge of hormone, like your hormones will kind of peak, you know, your progesterone should be nice and peaked. You'll get like another little peak of estrogen and then progesterone and estrogen should gradually drop off as we get closer to our bleed starting. If you're getting spotting before your cycle or severe PMS, like what we've already talked about, this can tell us a few things. So it can either tell us that your progesterone levels are too low during this phase, or maybe you're just not making progesterone at all. So it's kind of like a bit flatlined. Um, but that is one thing I'll always say to women, you know, really pay attention to like maybe five to seven days before your cycle. Like, are you getting lots of spotting? Um, are you getting moody? Are you getting hangry? Are you getting headaches? Are you getting really bad cramping? Um, all of that kind of stuff is what to look for when it comes to PMS um, or premenstrual symptoms. That can tell us a lot about your cycle. Um, and it could also help us to kind of work out what might be going on. And therefore we can kind of give some support to ensure that you're not experiencing this every single month when your cycle is due. So to wrap it all up in a nice little bow, once your period starts, it's going to trigger, trigger your cycle to start again. Um, and then we go, we start at menstruation and we work the whole way through. So I'm going to very quickly touch on like what I consider five signs of a healthy cycle. This again is actually in the guidebook that I will link to in the show notes. Um, I will also put a link on my Instagram bio to it. I created it a while ago and then just never kind of did anything with it, but I'm going to start to share it because it does go over what we've just talked about. Um, it'll kind of highlight the five healthy signs. There's actually like a personal assessment in there. So you can actually go in and kind of go yes or no to your, what your period looks like, the cycle length, are you ovulating? What are your symptoms like? What is your cycle regularity like? Um, and then it also has some information, like it will give you some more information on tracking your cycle, which will definitely be another episode that I'll do. But until then, that's just a really great way to kind of understand how to track your cycle. And again, it's important just so we know like where we are in our cycle, what should be happening and all of that kind of stuff. 
Um, the guide also has like some markers for fertility in there. And then it's kind of got um, some suggestions as well when it comes to PMS, like what are some things that you can do. But just to wrap this episode up, um, five signs or five signs, you know, that you have a healthy cycle would be your menstrual cycle is between 25 to 35 days. Now that is a lot. I think like most of the literature will kind of say anywhere between like 26, 7 and 30, 32. But honestly, like, like I said, I have a 26, 25 day cycle and it comes on time every time. I don't, I very rarely get PMS. Um, like I tick all these healthy signs. Um, and so I've just gone, this is what my body likes to do. And I'm just going to kind of leave it to it. I have some clients that get their cycle every 33, 34 days, same thing. They don't get PMS, they don't get cramping. So just, you know, that's normal for them. So anywhere between 25 and 35 days, um, you should have minimal PMS. If you are getting anything over a four out of 10 score, your PMS is probably coming from an imbalance that you can definitely look into and you can definitely do some stuff to support. Um, you only bleed on the days that you have your period. So that should be day one to seven. Um, you can see a little bit of spotting before and after that should really only last maybe a couple of days. Um, but the actual bleeding should be when it kicks in from day one, it should either drop off day four, five, six, or seven. You shouldn't then get bleeding again on days 10 to 12 and then days 15 to 17 or something like that. It should only be somewhere between days one to seven. You ovulate each month, which can be uh, supported via LH testing. Uh, So luteinizing hormone testing or LH strips or ovulation strips. You can get them at the chemist. You can get them on Amazon. Um, It's the cervical fluid that we were talking about and a temperature spike. Um, Again, my guide will kind of go more into temperature spikes and tracking your cycles and stuff, but um, you can take your temperature every morning before you get out of bed. First thing, put put the thermometer in your mouth, or I think you can do the ear as well, but I tell my clients to do the mouth. Record your temp. You should see a little temperature spike around the day that you ovulate or somewhere around that ovulation period. Um, And your cycle is regular and comes every month roughly around the same time. So this is the one that I see the most is I will have a client come to me and they're like, oh yeah, I kind of have a regular cycle, but then every so often I get like a really random one. I'll be like, oh, so run me through like maybe the last six months. And they'll be like, ah, 38 days, 24 days, 45 days. And I'm like, no, this is an irregular cycle. Um, that is definitely a sign of a hormonal imbalance. There are multiple things. It could be, um, PCOS. It could be that your hormones are too low. And so therefore, you know, your cycle doesn't kick in when it's meant to, because your hormones haven't risen enough for it to kind of do the building phase. Um, so there's a multitude of things, but if your cycle is irregular, that is not normal. It should come within one to three days. So like, for instance, if I'm 25 days, if it comes on day 23, sometimes I'm kind of like, "Mm, that's all right. And sometimes it'll come day 27 or 28. That's fine. But if you're jumping from the thirties to the forties, to the twenties, back to the forties, back to the thirties days, it is not normal. And that is definitely something that you kind of want to get on top of and work out, do some testing behind it to find out why that is happening. 
So I think for today, that is definitely where we are going to wrap it up. Like I said, I do have this guide that I will link um, that will just kind of go more into all the stuff that I've already mentioned that it goes into um, markers for fertility, basal body temperature, like tracking your temperature, tracking your cycle. I will definitely be doing a podcast episode on that because these are all going to link together. Um, So this is kind of foundation. And then the next time we do an episode on this kind of topic, we'll kind of start to grow that education. Um, But yeah, I think today that is where we will wrap up this podcast. Um, If you have any questions about anything that I've gone over, definitely please feel free to reach out. The link to the free guide will be in my show notes and on my Instagram. I hope that you learned a lot from this episode. Like I said, if you have any questions, I'm always here for a chat. Just reach out to me on Instagram um, or you can send me an email and my email is in the show notes. But I hope you guys have a fabulous week and I will talk to you all next time. Thank you for joining me on another episode on the Aligned AF podcast. If you're enjoying the episodes, please share and tag me on Instagram as I love to see it. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whichever streaming platform you use to make sure you don't miss an episode. Have a question? I'm always here for a chat. You'll find my Instagram handle in the show notes below. Please drop me a message. Until next time. Bye, guys.